Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. Today, my episode for you is my official election prediction for 2020. Now, I have been putting off this episode for a few days now as I've been trying to comb the internet for as many concrete facts and pieces of knowledge that I can to assemble this episode as fairly as humanly possible. I believe right now that the narrative around the media is that this should be a landslide election, while there are many who believe that Trump will be reelected very handily. I wanted to find where exactly the truth really lied, so I had to start with just what exactly is the information that is available to us and how can I put that onto a map. So for those who don't know or haven't been hearing my, um, my posts on Instagram this week, this episode will be a kind of a two-parter. So I'm going to do this first piece will just be audio. But after we come back from the break, the second half of this episode will be the audio here on Anchor, uh, but there will be a video to follow along, or whatever platform you're on. I mean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're at right now. Uh, the second half of this episode, will there will be a video attached to it. So you can listen to the audio on here, or you can just go ahead and just watch the video itself on my YouTube channel, on the Independent Thought YouTube channel. So just follow along with me after we come back from the break on that video. It'll be, you'll be able to follow along with exactly what I'm talking about. It's much better suited for a video than it is for just audio. Anyway, getting all of that out of the way. So what I really needed to do to put this together appropriately was to figure out exactly what, ex- what exactly are we looking at as far as the election prediction this time around. So when it comes to predicting an election, most people just usually go off of polls. But after what we saw happen in 2016, it's kind of hard to just rely solely on the polls, right? Because after 2016, Trump overperformed in several key states. In certain states, he overperformed massively, which had never been seen before. There's, There's never been a polling error the way it was in 2016. Most people just thought that Trump was just such a a unique candidate that you couldn't really pull his enthusiasm amongst his supporters. And so the question I really had was, are the polls as broken as they were in 2016 or have polling institutions modified their approach since 2016? And so the first thing I found was a lot of pollsters have. Uh, Monomyth, for instance, which is considered one of the best pollsters in the country, has said that they have gone extensively into upgrading their polling apparatus since 2016. And not only that, but they claim that in 2018 that their polling was pretty spot on nationally and mostly improved in each individual state. Now, some of the things to keep in mind, though, while we're trying to evaluate who is going to win this election is, you know, just a couple key factors that you want to know. First is uh, registration numbers. So 
the Republicans have actually had an increase in registration numbers in several key swing states like North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Each one of those states, I'll let you know, still has more registered Democrats than Republicans, but we are seeing an increase in uh, Republican registrations in those states versus Democrats, which would give you some idea that Republicans in those states are more enthusiastic than Democrats are right now. However, there is one state that is the inverse of that, which is out in the southwest of Arizona. Arizona right now has had more Democrats register in the last few years than Republicans. So that is something to definitely keep your eye on. But, you know, as far as enthusiasm is concerned, there's been several studies being done, lots of polling being done on enthusiasm. It does seem as though that the Republicans are time and time again polled as saying that they are more enthusiastic about this about this election than the Democrats are. But Democrat enthusiasm is also high. In fact, right now what we are seeing is that enthusiasm overall is higher than it was in 2016 or 2012 for this election. So some of the questions that were being asked about people, from you know, some of the questions that were being asked to potential voters in a lot of these polls was, what is your chief concern going into this election? And given the time that we're living in right now, most people said that their chief concern was coronavirus. Coronavirus was something that came up time and time again, uh, whether it was dealing with the pandemic uh, just in general, or if it was uh, economic hardship in relation to the pandemic, or just, you know, like healthcare issues in relation to the pandemic. Uh, time and time again, that seems to be the issue that is dominating everyone's thoughts right now which is very obvious, but still. Um, it would seem as though this is an issue that is kind of sinking Donald Trump in key demographics that he did well with last time. Uh, for instance, like he won the senior vote in 2016 by nine percentage points. And in poll after poll currently, it would seem that the senior vote, the 65 and older crowd, has not only flipped to Biden, but in some polls has flipped to Biden dramatically. Now, we're also seeing some of Trump's erosion with women happening all over this country. His numbers with women are being just absolutely trounced right now with Biden. Biden has been leading Trump in women voters by sometimes 10, 15, 20 points. It's, it's gotten a little out of hand on that level. And some of the constituents that Trump had last time around uh, in these Rust Belt states in states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, were farmers. And it seems as though that there's a lot of farmers right now that are upset with Trump because of the tariffs due to his trade war. Now, President Trump has claimed that he has sent a lot of bailout money to these farmers because of the trade war. But apparently some studies being done in these areas are saying that only large farmers and large farming companies have received most of this bailout money, while a lot of other small-time farmers haven't got any money whatsoever, which has led a lot of them to kind of hold resentment towards President Trump, and which is why a lot of these states that Trump won last time are now either back in play for Biden this time around, or they've just flipped completely over to Biden this time around. So with that all being said, the one thing that I want to 
The one last piece of information I want to give you all before we dive into the into the map here is that President Trump basically won this election in three states last time around. He won Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And had Hillary Clinton won those three states, which she assumed she was going to, and had she won those three states, she would have won the election. And one thing to keep in mind is that in Pennsylvania, President Trump won that state by 43,000 votes out of 6 million that were cast. In the state of Wisconsin, he won by 23,000 votes out of 3 million votes that were cast. And he won in Michigan by 11,000 votes in a state where 4.5 million votes were cast. Not only that, but the more ridiculous fact out of Michigan is that not only did President Trump only win by 11,000 votes, but there were 80,000 ballots in the state of Michigan where people just left the presidential line blank. They didn't fill in a bubble for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. So while President Trump did overperform his polls significantly in 2016, to assume that President Trump won this landslide victory is kind of overstating what actually happened last time around. So, but that's, that's all history. Let's talk about what's happening right here and now. When we come back from the break, I want everyone to go over to my YouTube channel to, for the second half of this episode, you'll be able to see me filling in this map and telling you exactly who I think is going to win this election and how close I think it's going to be. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com.
Welcome back from the break, everyone. Now, just as from last segment, if you are still listening to this episode just on an audio source, uh, please stop what you're doing and go to my YouTube channel to get the best version of this episode. You're more than welcome to listen to this just on the audio version, but I feel like it'll be a better experience for you if you're able to see what I'm talking about. So if you would, please go to Independent Thought, uh, my YouTube channel, and you'll be able to get the full coverage of what I'm talking about for the rest of this episode if you're already there. Thank you so much. The video should be starting right about now. So what we have here in front of us is our map here. I have all the states blank right now. I'll be filling everything in and telling you exactly what states I think are going to go to which candidate and why exactly I feel this way. So to start off, let's just lay a little bit of ground rules so that you know what these colors different, well, what these different colors mean as far as the shading is concerned. On this top line here, we have dark blue and dark red. Now these are safe Republicans, safe Democrats. And then likely for these middle colors here and lean for these lighter colors here. So what does safe, likely, and lean mean? If we come up here to my little sheet I have, we'll see that safe just basically means 15 points or more. Uh, likely is between 6 and 14, and lean is 5 to, well, um, Florida 2000. So the first things first, I just want to start off with all of these safe states to kind of just like breeze through these pretty quickly and get them out of the way. So first safe state that I'm going to put on the map here is for the state of Alabama. And just for some quick context, the reason why I'm giving the, some of these states to be safe is just looking at past presidential history in the state of Alabama here, you can see that President Trump won by 28 points last time around, and there are no polls to indicate that that information should be different this time around. So that'll be a very safe state for Donald Trump. I believe he will carry the state of Alabama again this time around. A uh, safe Democratic state will be the state of Washington. Again, same story. This is a state that Hillary Clinton carried by 16 points last time around. All of the polls actually have Biden winning by more this time. So there will be a safe blue state here for Joe Biden. And so we're just going to go as quickly as I can through most of these safer states. But before we do that, I wanted to get a couple of these likelies and leans onto the board so that you can see the difference in the color disparity. Uh, for instance, our first likely red state will be the state of Kansas. Kansas is a state that, for the most part, has been going safe for a number of years now, but there is a lot of evidence to see that the state is going a little bit more blue this direction. I still think President Trump will win this state, but it'll probably be a lot closer than it has been in previous years. Another state that's just like that is the state of Colorado right next to it. Colorado has, well, was a red state just... Um, a few cycles ago, I think in 2004, Colorado went for George W. Bush. But ever since then, it's been going more and more blue. And so I expect that Colorado will be a state that Biden wins by right around 10 points this time around. Now, to round out our difference in colors here, you'll see that I have my first lean Republican state as being the state of Iowa. Uh, Iowa is a state that President Trump won by 10 points last time around, but there's a lot of just like resentment towards the president in the state of Iowa right now. There are some polls that think that Joe Biden might actually win Iowa. 
I'm a little more skeptical from all the research I've been doing. I think President Trump still finds a way to win Iowa, but I do believe that it will be a pretty close race here. There are a lot of farmers who feel betrayed by President Trump's tariffs, so there is definitely some resentment going that way. And then finally, our first lean blue state here is the state of New Hampshire. New Hampshire is an interesting state. I, um, when I was going through the information, the Republican Party in New Hampshire has been growing quite tremendously. In fact, President Trump only lost by, I think, a percentage point in 2016. However, it does seem as though Joe Biden's support has grown tremendously in New Hampshire the last few months. So I think this will be a safe or a lean blue state for Joe Biden. So as you can see right now, our map here reads 25 for Biden and 21 for Trump. So let's just go through some of these safer states really quickly here. Uh, first safe Republican state will be the state of Mississippi. That is always been a Republican state for a long time now, and there's no evidence showing that that's going to change. Our next safe blue state is going to be the state of Vermont. Also, they're, they're not even polling Vermont because it's already just given that that will go to Joe Biden. And then we will fill in the map here for Louisiana. Louisiana is also a very conservative state. Um, Republicans haven't done worse than 55% of the vote in the last, like, I think six elections now. And then our next safe blue state here is the state of Oregon. Now, some polls think that Oregon will be a little bit closer. I, I am not seeing any evidence of that. President Trump thought he was going to make a play in Oregon um, a few months ago. He was actually sending some of his campaign campaigning staff out there, but they've since left the state. I guess they just no longer believe that they have a chance to win the state. And so as of right now, we have a tie with Joe Biden and Donald Trump having both 35 electoral votes, but we're going to keep going here. Our next safe state will be the state of North Dakota. That has traditionally always gone to the Republicans. In fact, the, the, interestingly enough, North Dakota and uh, Wyoming, which we'll get to in a little bit here, are actually more conservative than even Alabama and Mississippi, if you can believe it. But our next blue state here will go to Rhode Island. Rhode Island will be going for Joe Biden come election night. And then going back across the map here, our next safe state will be the state of Oklahoma. All seven of those electoral votes will go to Donald Trump. And then going back to the Northeast, we have Connecticut getting all seven of their votes to Joe Biden. What you're going to see is a pretty consistent pattern here. This Northeastern block is going to be pretty uh, Democratic while these plain states are going to stay uh, for Donald Trump. So we are going to go next to West Virginia. That'll be the next safe red state here. And then after that, a safe blue state is Hawaii. Hawaii has been extremely Democrat um, favorable for a number of years now. In fact, Republicans, for the most part, don't even try to run in the state of Hawaii, even on the state level. Uh, I think Democrats even have almost all of the state houses and state Senate seats in the state of Hawaii. So it's a very favorable place for the Democrats right now. But going back to the Great Plains here, South Dakota will be going for President Trump in the safe variety. And then we will have the state of Delaware um, 
Vice President Biden's home state. That will be going for him and their three electoral votes. And as I was saying before, Wyoming will be going for President Trump as these three states here, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming, very conservative, uh, no chance of a Democrat winning anywhere in this area. Fun fact, the uh, District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., is not a state, but they still somehow get three electoral votes. I think they should be a state, but that's a conversation for a different day. Now, coming back up here to the Plains, we once again have Idaho. That will be a safe state for President Trump. And let's see here, going over here to Maryland. Maryland will be a safe state for Joe Biden. And so now we are at 66 to 60. And one of the things you're going to see from here on out is that as we progress through some of these safer states for the Democrats, now that we've gotten through some of these smaller states as far as electoral college numbers are concerned, one of the reasons why the Democrats have such an advantage in this and mostly every election is because the rest of these states that are safe for the Democrats have huge electoral numbers versus a lot of these states that the Republicans have safe numbers in are relatively smaller states as far as electoral college numbers are concerned. But so our next state that we're going to mark on is going to be the state of Nebraska. Now, Nebraska is kind of split up in several different ways. Its first two congressional districts here are going to be safe for the GOP. But Nebraska, like Maine, actually has uh, where you can have the votes split up by congressional district. So the person who wins the state overall, Nebraska, gets two electoral votes, and then you get one per district. And from the polling that we're seeing right now, it would seem as though the state will go safely to Nebraska, as well as this third congressional district. But the first congressional district apparently is only going to be a likely and it actually is showing right now that the second congressional district in Nebraska, which is based out of Omaha, will actually be going to Joe Biden in a lean category. We'll see if this holds up, but I believe it will. Omaha actually almost went for Hillary Clinton last time around. She only lost the district by two points. And right now, Biden is up in that same district by around 10 points in certain polls. So I believe Nebraska will look a little colorful like this once we get to Election Day. But moving on from Nebraska, our next safe state is the state of Massachusetts, which has 11 electoral votes. And then we will come back out here to the West and give Utah to President Trump. There are some people who believe that Joe Biden will kind of move this to a lighter shade of red out in Utah. I'm not seeing any evidence of that. So for right now, we're keeping Utah as a safe state for President Trump. And right now, our electoral map reads 78 for Biden and 70 for Trump. So it's still a pretty close race at the moment. Our next state here is New Jersey. That state has been moving even more to the Democrats recently. Uh, there were, I think, six different congressional districts in New Jersey that had, um, that had Republicans holding those seats. But the last few years, more and more Democrats have been winning statewide. And New Jersey has been going to an even darker shade of blue than it was before. So now coming back down here to the south, we have Arkansas going to President Trump. And now this is where the Democrats going to make a little bit of a breakaway. Because the next safe state here will be the state of Illinois. 
Uh, there are some people who think that Illinois might be a little bit closer, but with the city of Chicago, uh, I just really doubt that this will be anything other than a safe blue state for the Democrats. And then coming back to the Republicans here, the state of Kentucky will be a safe red state. There were some who were hoping that Kentucky might go a little bit lighter this year, given what's happened around Louisville with Breonna Taylor and the fact that Mitch McConnell is up for re-election. The Democrats have spent a bunch of money in this state trying to help out the person who's challenging Mitch McConnell. Her name is Amy McGrath, but there is absolutely no indication right now that she'll even pose a slight challenge to him. So I believe Kentucky will be a solid red state for President Trump. Going back to the Democrats, though, our next safe blue state is the state of New York. And when you start seeing states like this get filled in, it, you see pretty quickly on the map here about why this is going to be such a difficult race for Donald Trump. And so 29 electoral votes just from the state of New York go into Joe Biden's category. That is a safe blue state. I heard at one of President Trump's rallies that he thought he was going to make a play in New York. That's absolute nonsense. I don't even know why he would think that. Our next safe state for the Republicans is the state of Tennessee. Tennessee is a strange state. Because not only is it very conservative, but it's actually moving more and more conservative as time goes on. Uh, in fact, every year since 2000, the Republicans have gotten more votes in the state than they did the previous election. I believe they're up to 60% in 2016. So that state is becoming very red very fast. And then finally, as I'm sure some of you have noticed... We have the state of California no longer being blank, but filling in its 55 electoral votes. And this is the real challenge for Republicans across this map, is that so many of these blue states are so heavy in the electoral college numbers. So now, once we have all the safe states filled in, Joe Biden has a 101-point lead in the electoral college. But, as I said in the beginning of this episode... I do believe that this will be a close race. So I think it's important to keep that in context as we go through these likely states now and talk about how this race is going to narrow up a little bit. And so now that we're moving to the likely category, let's start here with the state of Missouri. Missouri is a state that has not gone blue in a very long time, but there is a lot of data coming out of Missouri right now that not only is it moving more blue, but that it could possibly be even like a lean state. But I'm not ready to kind of go on that limb yet. President Trump won Missouri by 18 points in 2016. This should be a safe state. And even the fact that it's likely, I think, just shows how much of President Trump's approval has kind of like gone down the drain a little bit in a lot of these states. So for right now, we are keeping Missouri in the likely category, as well as the state of Alaska. Alaska is another strange state that I didn't know too much about. But from what I've seen, Alaska has actually gone the, away from the GOP more and more every election. The Republican nominee has gotten less and less of the vote every election while it's still been a red state which leads me to believe that Alaska might be kind of becoming a swing state in the next couple of cycles here. It'll be a state to keep your eye on. But for now, I think it'll still be a likely state along with the state of Indiana. Indiana, strangely enough, actually went blue in 2008 for Barack Obama. But since then, 
it has been a deeply red state. And to be honest with you, I probably could move this into the safe category. And I, it probably, it'd probably be very accurate to move it into the safe category. But a lot of these states here that we have left are going to be lean states. But just to get the last couple of likelies out of the way, we're going to get New Mexico, who has an argument to be a safe state, but I think President Trump will kind of overperform his polls here in New Mexico. Uh, last time around, he did not because they had Gary Johnson running in the race, a libertarian who is from New Mexico. So he garnered a lot of support from New Mexico. And I feel like this race will be a little bit closer than the Democrats think it's going to be, but they'll ultimately still win in New Mexico. And couple last likely states here, one of which is South Carolina, where in the Senate race, Lindsey Graham is facing a crazy tough challenge right now, but from an out of nowhere um, competitor named Jamie Harrison. And it would seem that the Democrats are spending tens of millions of dollars in the state of South Carolina right now. In fact, the the person who's challenging Lindsey uh, Graham right now, Jamie Harrison, is spending more money in South Carolina than President Trump spent on TV ads in the last week. So in the, yeah, in the last week, Jamie Harrison spent more money in South Carolina than President Trump has spent in the entire country. So there's a lot of Democratic money being spent in South Carolina right now, which probably will have this race somewhere along the lines of being a six or seven point win for Trump where last time around it was a 14-point win point win for Trump. So that is an interesting state to keep your eye on. But going up a little bit north here, we are going to go to the state of Maine, where I believe here that you will see Maine being a likely state for the Democrats, except for District 2 here, which I believe will end up being a lean state, a lean for Donald Trump. Uh, he won the second district last time around, and it looks like he's going to win it again. So Maine will have this colorfulness to it the same way that Nebraska does. So that is definitely something to keep your eye on if you're wondering why Maine's divided up on Election Day. Uh, President Trump is doing very well in this second congressional district. And so moving now to my home state of Montana. Montana will be a likely state for President Trump. I believe that, you know, he will probably not win as well as he did last time around. I think he carried the state by 20 points last time around. But a lot of the polling we have coming out of Montana right now is showing that President Trump's margins have been cut basically in half. So he went from being a 20-point victor to more like a 10-point uh, advantage this time around. So a lot of these deeper like red states are seeing some erosion in Trump's popularity, Montana definitely being one of them. And the final likely state is the state of Virginia, which I know that a lot of Republicans are really upset about losing this state. Uh, it was a swing state uh, for many election cycles, but the last couple of elections, it's been going more and more to the Democrats and even just as recently as 2018, I believe that the Democrats had a, like a clean sweep of every race in Virginia. So Virginia is becoming more and more blue. And that's in large part due to these northern suburban areas right outside of Washington, D.C., which have gone extremely blue in the last few years. Now, with that being said, these are what you call your swing states, your pure toss-up states 
Most people that are doing polling in our country right now are polling all of these states that are left that are gray. You're seeing polling being done in Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. So this is where the election will be won or lost for either candidate. And so first things first, for a long time now, the president has been saying that he believes that he is going to win what's called the Rust Belt, which are these states right here in the Midwest. Uh, there is a lot of evidence that says that these states will be competitive. So that's something to definitely keep your eye on on Election Day. On top of the fact that unlike other states where, where when they receive their mail-in ballots, they can start counting those ballots immediately. Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin have uh, laws in place that say that you can't open your ballots until Election Day. Uh, so there might be kind of a delay with getting the results of Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin on Election Day. So that is definitely something to keep your eye on. So as far as a lean category is concerned, the big prize that everyone wants to talk about is the state of Texas. And I know that the Democrats would love to get Texas, but I do not believe that they have a chance of getting it between voter suppression and just the fact that the polls are being favorable with Donald Trump right now. I think that Texas will remain with the GOP and all 38 of their electoral votes. So sorry for those of you who thought that you might be getting Texas this time around. I just do not see a case for it to be happening. As well as staying in the South, I also believe that there is a lot of evidence right now that the state of Florida should go to Joe Biden on top of the fact that Mike Bloomberg, somebody that I've done an episode on previously, um, has been spending millions of dollars on Joe Biden's behalf in the state of Florida. And Biden could very well win the state of Florida. But right now, it looks more and more increasingly like he is going to not win the state of Florida. I right now am predicting that Trump ekes out a win in Florida and takes all 29 of their electoral votes. Now bringing our margin to Biden 217, uh, Trump 199. And so the next state that we're going to focus on here, next lean state, will be the state of Nevada. Nevada is a state that President Trump believes he has a chance in. And frankly, I also see what he's seeing. The data there is favorable for him. But I do believe that the, that the state will stay with the Democrats. Nevada uh, is one of two states that last time that Hillary Clinton actually overperformed her polls, strangely enough. Uh, a lot of the polling errors that people like to talk about in 2016 were in favor of Donald Trump. But Nevada was one of the states where Hillary Clinton actually did better than the polling said she was going to do. So that's something to keep in mind when we're down here in the Southwest. And so the next state that we're going to talk about is the state right next to it, which is the state of Arizona, which is the other state where Hillary Clinton overperformed her polls. And Arizona is a state that has been traditionally a red state. But more and more, it seems as though the Democrats actually have a legitimate chance to flip this state. In fact, the biggest county in the state, which is called Maricopa County, where 60% of Arizona's population is, is showing tremendous like, support for Joe Biden. 
And it is a county that President Trump actually won last time around. In fact, it was one of the only major urban counties that Donald Trump won in 2016. And now it is seemingly flipped considerably for Joe Biden, including their huge senior population, which seems to be upset with President Trump's handling of coronavirus. So with all that being said, I am actually willing to go out on a limb and say that Arizona is going to flip blue this election and increasing the Democrats' takeover of the southwestern block of America. So that is something that I'm going to say right now. And moving back up here to the north, I also believe that we will see Joe Biden win the state of Minnesota. Minnesota is a state that Hillary Clinton almost lost last time around, which gave Donald Trump the belief that he was going to make a play in this state. And I think that he was favorably up there in the polls earlier in the summer. But as the summer dragged along and the handling of the protests went around and the continuing with coronavirus, more and more people seem to be getting agitated with the president. And his numbers that came out after his first debate with Joe Biden plummeted in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota, I believe right now, will go to Joe Biden. But it's not all bleak for the president. He is going to win some of these remaining uh, toss-up states. While the Biden campaign feels confident that they're going to take this next state, I am ready to say that Donald Trump will win the state of Ohio and all 18 of their electoral votes. Donald Trump won the state of Ohio last time around by eight points. And Biden is leading in the polls there currently, but there is a lot of evidence to show there that the communities um, outside of Cleveland and Cincinnati and a lot of the rural areas in general are still very supportive of President Trump, even through the coronavirus pandemic. I believe Ohio will stay with Donald Trump this election. And going over just right above it, I believe that Michigan will flip back to being blue this election. Michigan is one of the states where the trade war has affected farmers the most. And there's a lot of um, polling being done around these rural farming communities in Michigan right now, where farmers seem to be absolutely just irate with the president because of the trade war. And they feel betrayed after they voted for him in 2016. So that'll be something to keep your eye on. I believe that Michigan will most definitely become a blue state. I feel more confident about this than any of these other lean predictions that I've made so far. I believe that Michigan will be blue this time around. But moving from what I believe will be blue to something that I definitely believe will be red is the state of Georgia. Uh, Georgia is a state that... Democrats have been spending a lot of money in recently, especially in and around the Atlanta area, which is becoming more and more populated. Atlanta is one of the faster growing cities in America right now. And the Democratic uh, enthusiasm is high in a lot of these in the city, in the, in the Atlanta suburbs. But the GOP's presence there is still pretty strong. I do believe that President Trump is going to carry the state of Georgia and not only the state of Georgia, but also the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin right now is the, the one state from last time around that gave people the most headaches. Uh, Hillary Clinton 
was ahead in the polls in Wisconsin by 6% going into the election. In fact, there was not a single poll conducted in Wisconsin throughout the entire election uh, leading up to the election that had Donald Trump in the lead, and yet Donald Trump won the state. And a lot of pollsters have said that they think that Wisconsin is just an incredibly hard state to poll, and there's a lot of evidence to show that. And so I believe that President Trump will find a way to win the state of Wisconsin again, along with another state down here in the South, North Carolina. North Carolina right now is having some issues with uh, their ballots being rejected. They're having more ballots being rejected in the state of North Carolina than in any other state in the nation currently through all the early voting, which is something to keep an eye out for as it seems that most of the ballots being rejected are Democratic ballots. So I feel like the margin of error there will be enough to keep North Carolina in the red column. And so finally, the last state on the map that's not filled in is the state of Pennsylvania. And as you can see here on the map, the total score right now is Joe Biden at 260, Donald Trump at 258. It is my belief that this election will come down to the state of Pennsylvania. And it is a state that Donald Trump did win last time. I do believe that both candidates have a chance to win there. But right now, from everything we're seeing, it looks like that the state is going to go to Joe Biden. Now, that could be wrong. But as of right now, I am seeing nothing but positive uh, feedback from the state of Pennsylvania that that state will go to Joe Biden. It is his home state. There's a lot of energy out there. Philadelphia seems to be a state that, I mean, seems to be an area of the state that seems a lot more enthused than it was last time around. That was an area that had really depressed turnout compared to previous elections. It seems that the turnout will be significantly higher, you know, like in Philadelphia and the suburban areas, which are turning more blue this time around. I think Pennsylvania will be a blue state. And so with that being said, since you only need 270 votes to be the president, I do believe that Joe Biden will find a way to get a small victory or get a close victory here and become the next president of the United States. Now, with that being said, I don't want to trick anybody with what I think is going to happen this election. I think it's very plausible that Donald Trump can find a way to flip Pennsylvania, and then the outcome will look more like this. So that is also a very possible thing. So don't think for a second that this race is going to be a blowout on either side. I don't really believe that, but the polling does indicate that it's possible. In fact, if the polls were correct, I'll give you a brief idea of what the polls think is going to happen, which I do not, but the polls think that as likely as the scenario that I have painted here for you, they also think there is a world in which Joe Biden can win North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio, and have the map look more like this, where Joe Biden would win 374 to 164. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that Joe Biden's going to get that lucky, especially down here in the South. But, you know, time will tell when it comes to Election Day. So 
that is my very long video about what I think is going to happen in this election. My final prediction, Biden 280, Trump 258, Joe Biden becoming the next president of the United States in a very, very close election. If you have thoughts on how I came to this conclusion and want to know a little bit more about each state or a particular state, maybe the state you live in, feel free to DM me on Instagram or on Twitter, wherever you follow me at. For those of you who stuck through this entire video, thank you so much. And as always, you know, if you're not currently subscribed, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are watching this right now or listening to this. And as always, I will see you next time.